Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters Europe, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Michaela Felisiak. In this special series of podcasts, we'll be looking at the specific issues affecting businesses and organizations in those countries that are impacted by the spread of the coronavirus, especially in our European jurisdictions. In addition to touching on the important stories and events happening in these countries, we are also fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers that practice on the ground in these jurisdictions and are working daily to help the local clients move through these difficult times. Joining us today on the program is Sissi Popper, partner at Sarah Hempel in Romania, and Vadim Poleschuk, senior associate at Sarah Hempel in Belarus. Sissi and Vadim are joining us from their offices. Welcome to the program. Sissi and Vadim, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Fine, thank you very much. Hi, Michaela. We are doing all right here in Romania. Oh, that's great to hear. It's absolutely great to have two experts on the show. So this is kind of a unique situation that we can compare the different jurisdictions and the current status quo, which I think is absolutely amazing. So here in Germany, we are currently having a lockdown light, meaning that, for example, the retail shops are still open. But restaurants and all other fun activities like cinemas, theaters, and so on are already closed. So this, of course, has a tremendous impact on the economic situation for many countries. So let me begin with a more general question to each of you. I'm pretty sure our listeners, and I'm as well, are curious to hear how things are currently in Romania and Belarus. So how is the current situation in the light of COVID in Romania, Sisi? Well, we are not doing that great since you asked because we are still trying to get used to the increasing number of infections. Today, for example, we had almost 8,000 new cases and although not completely out of the blue, we are still a bit under shock. So we are currently not under lockdown, the government still tries to keep the economy running. But as you said, the theaters, the cinemas, the event organizers are very much under under shock right now. And because they really took a hit during this time, they are not able to, to perform anymore and they are all closed. Also, the government encourages people to work from home. We are bound to wear a mask outside in the street in, and in, in all public places. As mostly throughout Europe, the restaurants are closed. You may perhaps have a bite on a terrace or something like that, but yeah. uh, mostly all the restaurants are closed because we are facing almost winter. The temperatures are dropping and no one really is eager to, to eat their lunches outside on the terrace. It's quite similar here in, in Germany. So takeaway is allowed, but every restaurant which has seatings is prohibited. So what is the situation like in Belarus, Wadem? In Belarus, we have got uh, the completely different situation. Of course, we have the pandemic and of course, we are medical system, our health protection system is working very hard, 
but officially we are not closing anything, almost anything. Oh, wow. All the restrictions that were introduced, they were introduced almost voluntarily. So it's possible to go to the restaurant, it's possible to go to the cinema. Of course, every operator of restaurant and something like that, they are trying to protect their customers. So it's impossible to sit side by side at the moment, but generally only small amount of restaurants or organizations like that were closed. And mostly they closed because of low profits. So, of course, the number of customers is decreasing and some of them are not feeling very good. But officially, almost everything is working fine. Now we are facing the second wave of the pandemic, but uh, it's impossible to say exact numbers because uh, our official statistic could not be at all accurate. So we are not sure about the exact numbers of infested people, but generally, if you are walking on the street and talking to other people, the people are, are not afraid anymore as they were afraid maybe half a year ago. So the economy is working and in general, it is business as usual. Oh, wow. That's very interesting because then it's a complete different approach than Germany and Romania has. It's interesting that it works. As, it, as far as I know, uh, only two European countries adopt that way. It's Sweden and Belarus. Of course, the Sweden is better than Belarus because we are a small country, but generally we are walking the Swedish way. Let's talk about the unemployment rate because this is something I'm pretty sure Germany has to face. And I'm also sure, or I might at least assume, that this might become more and more an issue in Romania. So are there any instruments that the states have issued in favor of employers in this situation in order to either stimulate new hires and respectively to reduce unemployment? Titsi, can you speak a little bit about the facilities Romania might have granted? Uh, yes, as, as a short introduction to this topic, I would start by, by saying that in the year 2020, more than 100,000 employees lost their jobs due to restructuring reasons compared to 50,000 last year. And we are not talking here about termination of employment by agreement or resignation, because then the figures would be much higher. So we are talking here about 1.6 million total employment terminations this year up to October. So referring to your question particularly, Michaela, as you can see, there is a high need to address this problem. And as a matter of fact, the Romanian state did take some measures in this direction. For example, if a company offers jobs to a certain category of persons, it is entitled to receive a monthly allowance of 50% of the employee's monthly wage. Nevertheless, the received allowance cannot exceed 500 euros. Also, the employed person needs to be over 50 years old or to be a registered unemployed person between 16 and 29 years. Moreover, their initial employment agreements needs to have been terminated due to the COVID pandemic-induced state. Another condition is that the employment needs to last at least 12 months and that the employment should be concluded no later than December 31st, 2020. Although it might be that this term will be prolonged, given that there is no clear end of these ongoing pandemics in sight. 
Of course, there is a certain procedure to be followed. The employers need to conclude an agreement with the employment agency to file an electronic application, to issue certain documents, affidavits, and so on. But it, this is only natural for me, as no one will give you any money that easily, and at least not in these times. Another measure granted by the state is directed towards day workers who occasionally carry out unqualified activities in fields such as agriculture, fishing, organizing affairs and congresses and social events, advertising, artistic performance, catering, landscaping, bars and restaurants, hotels and accommodations, sports activities, basically all areas which took a great hit during these times. This measure consists in the covering by the state budget of 35% of their usual compensation for one working day over a three-month period, which is quite significant. But note, um, again, it remains to be seen if this measure will be also prolonged out after the 31st of December. One might also add the support for companies employing individuals for a fixed period of up to three months who can benefit from a state aid of around 40% of the salary of these employees, limited to the average gross salary for 2020. And I would also add that the government promised to encourage entrepreneurs to create jobs for new people, for young people, by offering grants of up to 25,000 euros. Nevertheless, this is only a promise. It remains to be seen whether it will be implemented or not, because so far we have no specific details on how this support will be granted, nor who would qualify for such a measure. Great. And uh, what is the situation in Belarus, Wadem? Has the state issued the same instruments or others? Oh, no, no, no. As I have already said, the official measures in Belarus are less significant. Generally, the pandemic influence on Belarus is considered by government to be not significant. Thus, only palliative measures were taken in legal sense. The general trend on labor market was set literally personally by the president of Belarus as to preserve the layoff of the personnel. Although it is not implemented in written legal acts, it was announced that unjustified layoff may cause problems for the employees, for the employers. Apart from that, the state did not take any measures to stimulate new hirings and to reduce unemployment. That's very interesting to see how the states cope differently with the current situation. So here in Germany, we, for instance, have adopted short-time work. This means that the state supports employers whose employees can only work with reduced hours, but not to 100% anymore. One essential requirement thereby is the presumption that the lack of work is only temporary and that the employer will have enough work again after the crisis in order to employ the employees to 100%. So are there any concepts alike in Romania or Belarus? In other words, is there support for employers and employees whenever work has to be temporarily reduced? And second question, is the support for working remotely? Sisi, maybe you can start. Yes, we also have the, the Kurzarbeit model, the reduced work time <laughs> model, which you can be proud we borrowed from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, but in, in Romania, the model implies that the company diminishes the work time and the wages of its employees with maximum 50% for a period of minimum five working days. And as a support measure, consequently, the state covers 75% of the difference between the normal salary and the salary decrease due to the reduced work schedule. Normally, the allowance is borne by the employer and will, will be refunded from the state budget at a later moment. Uh, nevertheless, for these rules to apply, it is important that the employers do not reduce their employees' working hours with more than 50% and that the temporary slowdown should be the result of the ongoing state of alert. Otherwise, the rules, as I said, do not apply. Also, another, another condition to be kept in mind, in order for the employers to receive the refund from the state budget, the applied measure should affect at least 10% of the employees of the business unit, and only companies with a decrease in turnover of at least 10% would qualify for this measure. As regards the, the telework, the remote work, the Romanian state held its promise in the past, which, which they made in the past, and offers grants for supporting the teleworking. In particular, it grants a financial support of 500 euros per employee for the purchase of IT equipment needed for the remote work. So the government provides this one-time financial allowance until end of December 2020, provided that the employees work for at least 15 working days from home. Okay, wow. And what is the situation in Belarus, Vedem? Are there similar supports? Has the state granted anything like this or any other examples um, how the state tries to keep the economy moving? In Belarus, in order to alleviate the temporary activity reduction of the business entities, some measures directed on reducing the pandemic impact on labor market were taken. For instance, the employers are granted a right to change significant work conditions of the employees except decreasing salary due to grounded reasons of adverse impact on epidemiological situation on the employer's activities. Employer is obliged to notify employee in writing about significant changes in work conditions at least one day in advance. Previously, such period was seven days in advance. So it makes uh, this possibility somehow shorter, somehow faster. Also, employers are granted a right to temporarily transfer an employee, including to a different organizational unit within the same employer or to different employer due to operation needs caused by adverse impact of epidemiological situation on employers' activities. The period of such temporary transfer may be up to three months. Previously, it was one month maximum. The employee's consent in that case is not required. As for remote work, I can add, just add that it is possible, but uh, no special measures on this issue were taken. Right. And are there any special regulations for small enterprises in Belarus, Vedem? For example, is there any financial support for small enterprises, which usually especially suffer a lot from the current crisis? The particular state support from directed to the business entities, including small companies, was referring just to the lease. It was there were allocated some funds for financing of expenses related to natural disasters, accidents and catastrophes in the amount of 
2.3 million Belarusian rubles, which is about 865,000 US dollars as of today. The banks are granted a right to not to take into account some criteria upon assessment of the ability of the debtor to fulfill its obligations to the bank in case of some credits. Also, a moratorium on increasing the base rental value and the amount of the rental payment was introduced until September 30. From October the 1st, it was slightly raised. Private landlords were recommended to provide tenants taking into account the volume of their revenue, a deferral of payment of rent, as well as reduce its size. So as it was already said, the measures taken by the Belarusian authorities are not 100% protected. Basically, it is safe to say that the business is left to itself before the global pandemic. Okay, and what is the situation in Romania, Sisi? Are there any macroeconomic measures such as long-term relaunch plans or financing schemes for supporting the business of SMEs and entrepreneurs who are struggling with the current economic situation? Well, the Romanian government did develop a governmental program envisaged to assist SMEs affected by the COVID-19 crisis. In particular, the state aid schemes implies micro-grants, working capital grants, and investment grants, all of which are non-refundable financing financings granted to SMEs which are either in need of financing in order to survive or which intend to, let's say, reinvent themselves and adjust to the new economic situation and need a helping hand along the way. So the micro-grants, which are one-time lump payments of 2,000 euros, are granted to beneficiaries such as authorized natural persons or NGOs carrying out activities in areas such as production of non-alcoholic beverages, production of textile products and editation activities. Also, these grants are, these aids are granted to individual medical offices involved in the transport, equipment, evaluation, diagnosis and treatment of patients diagnosed with COVID-19. The working capital grants are aimed at SMEs whose activity has either been affected by the COVID pandemic or has been banned or restricted in this ongoing pandemic context. We are talking here about SMEs operating in the hospitality, tourism, transportation, events and art creative industries and NGOs active in the education sector. The amount of the grant differs depending on the beneficiary's turnover. Hence, if you have a turnover between 5,000 euros and 13,000 euros, the grant reaches 2,000 euros. In case of a turnover between 13,000 euros and 1 million euros, the grant is 15% of the turnover. However, it is kept at 150,000 euros. And at last, but let's hope not at least, we have the investment grants, which we are all hoping for. These are granted, as you already guessed, for investment projects of SMEs active in industries such as pharma, food, auto, IT, construction, transport, tourism, education, healthcare, if you want. The grant amount depends on the investment project and the specific financing needs and can range between 50,000 euros and 200,000 euros. So that's interesting. Romania has issued a couple of different options. So far, I have not heard of any company who accessed this financing, these grants. So I'm, I'm looking forward to successful stories. 
and I, I will be happy to share them with you. But so far, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. So in Germany, also some financial support is given to companies which are affected by the current lockdown. But here it's actually the same. So we'll see how much money the companies at the end really receive and if it really helps. To bring things to a close, one last question. We're asking every guest, and now it's your turn to answer this question. If there were one thing you wanted to tell our listeners, what would it be? Uh, I would just tell them to keep a balance also in business, also in personal life. I'm not downgrading this pandemic. I'm not in that segment. But I, I would say that a balanced approach in all your actions would be more than welcome. And try to help each other. Just be open and think ahead and try to help your business partner. Try to help your employees because they will do the same for you. Great. Waden, can you also give us some final words that you think might be interesting for our listeners? Yes, yes. I would like to say stay protected and don't be scared. That's the most important. Great. Thank you very much for this very interesting interview, Sissy and Waden. I wish you all the best for the time ahead and stay healthy. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much and the same to you. Thank you. If you'd like to connect with Sissy Papa from Romania, Vedem Poleshuk from Belarus or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law, where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You have been listening to Employment Matters Europe, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Michaela Felisiak and thanks for listening.